bikola mu Bible yo mu kitabo ekyabakolinso ekyo kubiri esura eyokuna Second Corinthians chapter 4 and we are reading verses from verse 6 Abakolinso ekyo kubiri suliyo kuna tugenda tanikira kunyoro mkago kusoma Amen Amina and uh, before we go into the word deacons we have a lot of spaces in front here why don't you send me more people ngatuna gena msigambo tunina mabanga manji abantu bajje wanu njagala mbalabe yes brother martin brother mlonde please send me more people here yes abantu bayongere komaseno we are going to read second corinthians chapter 4 verses 6 to 9 abakolinse chokubiri esuliyo kuna Amen. If you have a seat in front of you, please take it. Don't fear to be near the fire. That's what we have to do. Treasure in Athen vessels part 2 is what I'm talking about today. And I'm speaking on man of valor. Man of valor. Okay, everybody there? 2 Corinthians 4:6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Kumanga katonda yeyayogeranti pomusana guliyaka mmuchizikiza eyayeka mumitima jaffe okuletwa musana ogokutegera ekitiba kya katonda mumasoga Yesu Kristo. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us naye obugagobo tulina bwo mu bibya ebye bumba amanyi amanji ennyo galyoke gavenga erikatonda sasi erife we are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed tutaizibwa eruine ruyi nayete tunyigirizibwa tweralikirira so si kweralikirira dala tuyiganyizibwa nayete tulekebwa tumegebwa nayete tuzikirira may the lord bless the reading of his word you may be seated kama omkisokusoma kwechigambe chimsobola kutula I would like to announce to you before I forget that uh, next Sunday the Lord willing I'll be ministering at evening light bright tabernacle. Yeah can babulirenga sinaba kutandika Sunday jam kama bwana kiriza ngenda kuba mpereza ku evening light bright tabernacle. Spoke to the pastor brother Joseph and Joseph and he asked us to come and uh, speak for them. I've spoken to them before on Zoom. Several times. Uh, but I think we'll 
this will be our first time to visit them physically. And so their services are usually early in the morning. Uh, because they told me from 9 to around 10.30. So that means I can finish with their pulpit and come back on my pulpit. Amen. Amen. So I'll go with a few brothers that uh, I'll, when I, I call your name, please, I have a reason for whoever I will take. So when I call your name, don't refuse to Amen. Mina. Praise the name of the Lord. And so then after that, we also are preparing to receive uh, Pastor Moses. Pastor Moses is uh, also an elder in the country. On the, on the next month, on the 13th. If you Write notes, please write it down. On the 13th, we shall have Pastor Moses. Uh, I'll give more details as the days come closer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many are happy today? Amen. Amen. The, the, there's a reason why I sang those two songs. It's exactly what I'm going to speak about. And uh, how many feel good to be in the house of the Lord? And those who are feeling bad, that's the reason why you are here. You are here to, 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 to be encouraged. So if, you are feel, if you came feeling bad and downcast, I trust that by the time you will walk away from here, you will be happy and rejoicing. That's the purpose of the gospel. Amen? Amen. The gospel is to snatch you out of prison so that you may be free. The gospel is to liberate you. And uh, Pastor Stephen uh, spoke a wonderful message to us. And uh, he actually came and he, he helped me because this was the some subject I had started on so I don't even need to go deep anymore I only need to continue with, with the inspiration I spoke on treasure in earthen vessels part 1 and we took 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and it's the same scripture we are taking again but today we will go a little deeper into other scriptures for God has commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That same God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness and he said let there be light he has shined in our hearts. He has shined to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God. And not of us. 
treasure where would you rather keep it? Brother Kabajo, if you have a treasure, if you have money or gold, or something that is precious to you, where would you rather keep it? In a metallic uh, uh, something or in a picture? Come on now. You put it in a metal. In a metallic case. And hide it away. From prying eyes. And thieves. You know we have things we call safe. And, and almost in every home. Or at least the middle income. Anna's homes. They have safes. And in the safe, there is a, a lot of uh, uh, things that you 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 uh, presume are precious to you. And you keep it in a safe. But you see, God is so amazing. God is not like us who keep things in a safe. Or who keep things in, a, in the bank. And you know the bank also has safes. Where they think that whatever you have put there is safe. But did you know that when thieves come, still steal that, those riches? Whereas the people have tried to make safes. The, 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 the devil has injected some with some wisdom on how to steal those precious treasures out of those safes. So really what we think is safe is not safe. And that means what we think is a treasure or precious is not precious. Praise the name of the Lord. And of course where your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. If you have, if you have money on your pocket, I remember many, many years ago, you know, if, if somebody would give you money and being a young child, and all you would put it in your pocket, but I tell you, brother, your hand never left your pocket. You just walk a few meters and you check whether your money is there. You walk again and then you touch. You feel it, but again you say, let me put in the pocket, in my hand inside the pocket to really see whether it is there. Sometimes you even reach somewhere, a spot where nobody is seeing you. And then you just have to really pull it out and count it again. To see whether it is still the exact manner you, you pocketed in your safe pocket. Why? Because it is your treasure. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. But the Bible says we should not keep our treasures on earth. 
Where moth and rust can eat it away. But he says we should keep our treasures in heaven. Where they will be safe. Praise the name of the Lord. But then with God, he takes his treasure and he does not put it in a metallic safe. But God takes that treasure and he puts it in a safe of a picture. He puts it in an earthen vessel. He puts it in a picture of clay. Are you hearing me, church? That's where God keeps his treasure. And do you know what that vessel is? That earth, that picture of clay that is you and me hallelujah hallelujah amen he has said that God the same God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness he has signed where in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God Oh my goodness. Amen. And he says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure do we have? We have this light that he commanded to shine. Where do we have it? It's in our hearts. And Pastor Stephen spoke to us and he said the gospel is a lived life. The gospel is a lived life. And he said the light is the life. And also the light is the word. Christ wants to take that light like he said, let there be light. And in the midst of darkness, light was created. And so today, he speaks to us by his word. While I'm preaching to you now, now, God is speaking to you, saying, let there be light. And I don't care what kind of darkness is in you. Amen. That word of God has power to create light out of darkness. And that light is the light. And that light is the life. Therefore, he says, it's not me that lives, it is Christ that lives in me. Okay. So whenever you hear the word, the light is shining. Striking the darkness out of your life. The gospel is let there be light. As it was in the beginning, he said, let there be light. I is saying today let there be light you know how many here can say that the things that you used to do you don't do them no more Yes, I, I know, I know, I know there are certain other things you're still doing. But there are certain things that you used to do that you do them no more now. Is that right? And, and you know, sometimes when we are in church, we, we, we want to feel and we want to be made 
uh, uh, we want to somebody to make us feel like as if we are perfect and holy. Omanye erumu wetu ba mukanisa tuagala bantu batulete rokuulira ditutu kiride era tulibatukufu. And because you come to church many times. Era kubango jenyo mukanisa. You know believers of the message feel that they are holier than others. Ara kirizabo bakabalo wozanti batukufu singa. I know you see me I go to a message church. Omanye nsabira mukanisa yo bakabalo. I am holier than all these denominations. Ni mutukufu singa madini amalala. It's not the church that makes you holy brother. Kanisa siye kufuru mutukufu. That makes you holy. But this light that I'm speaking about. Praise the name of the Lord. Whenever you come in the house of the Lord, Amen. The light strikes. The light strikes. The light strikes. And little by little, you begin to walk away from the things you used to love. Little by little, you begin to walk into the light. And little by little, you know there is something about. Light. That whenever light shines, darkness cannot stand it. You know, sometimes people want to fight with the darkness. Not much, a lot of darkness within me. Oh, Lord, let this darkness leave. In the name of Jesus, I tell the darkness to leave. Oh Lord, why don't you just take this darkness away from me? Why don't you take this lust away from me? Why don't you take away this hatred from me? Why don't you take away this hatred from me? But there is something he has decided to do. He meant to speak the light into existence. He meant when he says, let there be light. Darkness cannot stand it. Darkness has to flee. Nobody can stand against the king. Because the king is light. And in him there is no darkness And when he shines, darkness has to flee. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Whenever we come to hear the word of God, light is shining. Light is shining. That's why we have to keep coming to church. You know, someone once asked me, said, Pastor, why do we keep coming to church? The moment we are saved and we are baptized and we are filled with the Holy Ghost, why don't we just stay at home? And we continue on with our day-to-day -day, you know, living. Well, I told them, and I want to tell you, church, you see, the light has to keep on shining. We are not sanctified by what we know. We are sanctified by the light. We are sanctified by the power of the light. Because the light is the word of God. And the word of God is creative. And the word of, when the word of God goes forth, it goes forth to create light. It is light itself. In the beginning, tell me, where was the light? Where was the light? The Bible says the, 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 the earth was covered with darkness. But God simply spoke light like out of nowhere. There was no light. It was all dark. Hallelujah. Amen. He created light out of darkness. 
There is nothing that darkness did. There is nothing. Nothing that the, that, that the earth did. It's the creative word of God. And when he said, let there be light. What is the next word? And there was light. From where? So I'm here to speak to you today. It's not about what you are going to do. Or what you are determined to do or not to do. This act of salvation. This act of redemption. The rapture. Is all going to happen because of what God has done. And God has spoken his word. And his word is let there be light. The devil can do whatever he wants to do. The devil can raise a thousand demons from hell. The devil can take many younger men and many younger ladies into the world to do the things of the world. But I tell you what, if his word has gone forth, his word must create light. Light in us. And the darkness must flee. Because darkness cannot stand the power of the light. Praise the name of the Lord. Quit trying hard. Quit worrying about yourself. That you are not good enough. That you can't make it. It's never and it was never about you making it. It's about the power of His word. His word has power, brother. His word can turn a sinner into a saint. That's why I tell you, let them come in here with ministers. Let them come with trousers. Don't even offend them. Leave them. Let them sit under the power of the light of the world. This word has power. This message has power. To change a sinner into a saint. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what darkness is in them. This light of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Will create light in them. And darkness will flee. And also, Brother Stephen quoted for us the uncertain, uncertain sound. He said, when a man is saved, that much of him is God. Glory! When a man is saved, that much of him is God. My, 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 my. That is the light. That, that's the little light. Hey, that comes in. You have that little light. You, come on, tell your neighbor you have that little light. Come on, tell them you have that little light. 
I don't care how you feel. You are just a, a, a picture of clay. You are a pot of clay. But I tell you there is a treasure in your clay. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a light inside there. Hallelujah. And that comes in to make him quit doing what is wrong. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Forget about the people who say they are saved and they continue doing wrong. They are saying they are preachers and yet they are dressing mini skirts. They are smoking. Committing adultery. They are wearing trousers and yet they are women. And yet we, the Bible says that is an abomination. You see those are elementary truths. I, I don't even need to preach about it. Because you all know it. What I need to do is to give you the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when the word comes in. It will make you quit doing what is wrong. Some people fear to get saved because they fear to change. Because they think within themselves they cannot change. I want to give you some news today, brother. You cannot change. On your own. But when you get saved and you come to God, He puts that little light in you. And that little light in you will change you. Whether you like it or not. Whether you want or you don't want. That little light in you must change you, brother. It must convert you, brother. It must change you, my sister. You would throw away those sins. You would throw away the wrong things you used to do. Because there is another life in you. That is the light of God. And darkness cannot stand it. Now if you can take all the malice and envy and strife and unbelief out. That little button like of the light and power of God will keep growing. Hallelujah. Amen. As you put of envy, it grows. As you put of malice, it grows. As you put of strife, strife, it grows. Strife out. It grows. And belief out. It grows. Whatever you remove out of you, that little light grows. Hallelujah. Amen. There is somebody here delivering a child. We are pushing out. Pushing out envy. Pushing out strife. Pushing out unbelief. Oh, come on, brother. As you push out. As you push out. The light grows. There is a light. Hallelujah. What is the light? The light is the son of man. Or rather the son of God. The son of God. Being birthed 
cast out of you that Holy Ghost. The Bible says he came as a tongue of fire. He came as light. Why? Amen. That's what will happen in us. As we push out, we close in us. You cannot go back to witchcraft anymore. You cannot go to witchcraft anymore. Why? Watch. The light is growing. It is growing. It is growing. It is doing what? Crowding out unbelief. My, 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 my. Amen. Oh, glory to God. As that light is growing, it crowds out unbelief. Have you ever been in a small room, brother? You felt you can't breathe. It's so small. And it's getting smaller. And you can't breathe. You better. Somebody let me out. That's what the darkness will do in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. When the light comes in, Amen. Amen. the darkness will be suffocated. Darkness will be crowded out. Unbelief will be crowded out. Sin will be crowded out. And you don't do it by exhortations of bodily exercise. You say, today, today I'm going to stop this. No. Just sit under the preaching of the word. Just get into the message. Just, oh, hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching to somebody here today? Just sit under the power and the preaching of the word, the gospel. And watch that darkness being squeezed out. Being, oh, hallelujah. Being squeezed out of your soul. It's not you doing it. It is him doing it. You do it by a what? A sanctified, consecrated life that the Holy Spirit moves through you. By his word, which is the light. This treasure. He sanctifies us to be a vessel of light. Hallelujah. Amen. My, my, my. To the bodies of light. To be bodies of light, brother. And it makes us pure. It makes us perfect. Wanting nothing. The purity is not in ourselves. But it's not even in our own works. But I want to tell you this. This treasure. That's where the is. You see, Pastor, I've been struggling. I can't leave smoking. Oh, I can't leave drink. Pastor, whenever I, I, I just look at these, these other sex, I just feel like, oh God, my heart is going out. You know, and I look at her. And she goes with my heart. But I just don't know how to overcome this. I'm just confessing my sins. Oh, let me tell you, brother, sister. You don't need to do that anymore. Don't worry. 
Don't even pay attention to what is troubling you. You see, don't pay attention to that darkness in you. Leave it alone. Concentrate on the light. And this light is going to grow. And then you realize, what happened? At first, Whenever you reach somebody, you're like, can I have your number, please? And then you reach home. You know, oh my. I, I, I recently I realized when I was speaking with one of the young men, I realized I've grown old. The time I had courtship, there was no WhatsApp. Can you imagine? So even my generation is now going on. Things are changing rapidly. But now you just ask for your for her number. At least then it used to be longer. You have to write a letter. You post a letter. <laughs> the takes even one month. <laughs> but now it just you just text. Hello, beautiful. You know, you almost went with my heart. But you see, it's the darkness. But as, as you ignore it, and you measure on the light, these things will go out. And then you realize when you meet somebody. Do you know we have a message in our Please, days? Can you come and fellowship? What happened to me? Something changed. Our bodies of clay have nothing good in themselves. But this treasure. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody about this treasure. Tell them about this treasure. Come on, shout it. But this treasure. Go away. Amen. For I know that in me, in me, that is in my flesh. Where it's no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. Here is Apostle Paul. He realized that in his flesh there is nothing good. There dwelleth no good thing. Listen, that's why in the message churches all over the world, brothers don't hug sisters. That you see I'm Holy Ghost filled. I was dancing in the Holy Ghost. So my sister. God bless you. Brother. Here we don't do it. Sister when the brother comes. Hey, just do like this. And say God bless you. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Why? Do I need to remind you? In your flesh. There is no good thing. 
There dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. how to perform it. It becomes difficult. Oh how can I live a life. Oh how can I overcome. Oh how can I be a genuine real believer. You find no way of doing it. But brother worry not. Train not. Do not stress or do not strain. God knows your weakness. And He knows the fact that you are just an earthen vessel. He knows you are just a jar of clay. My good Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister, can you preach with me? Just say, I am a jar of clay. You too can say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I am a jar of clay. Has it come to your understanding now? I am a jar. Gideon, Gideon, a jar of clay. <laughs> but he knows that. And he knows there is nothing good in this clay. Because I want to think about it for a moment. Do you know if you put something in a jar of clay? Do you know it can break? In just a moment. And then anything can go on. And it can be discovered. So do you think God is a fool? To put his treasure in a jar of clay without a backup plan? Think about it. If I'm a jar of clay, and God has put this treasure in me. Doesn't he have a backup plan? Oh, yes, I know. He said in his word, I am the author and the finisher. I am the alpha. I am the omega. I am the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. Amen. All things were made by him. Through him. And for him. Hallelujah. Amen. He has a hidden plan. That the devil cannot know. God hides himself in simplicity. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know what? That is where his power dwells. God is in me. I am a nobody. I am a good for nothing. I am a sinner like the others. Look, even there may be some who know what you used to do. There may be some who know how bad you are. Look at that girl. Isn't she the one we used to go out with? Who does she think she is? They don't know. There was something that struck you. And the light of the world came in your soul. And from that moment, it began eating you up. Eating you up. And now you are not the one that they used to know. 
Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are now a new person. Ah, katyori muntu mujja. God knows. Katonda amanyi. That you are just a jar of clay. Ndori nsua ya bumba. But he has still decided to keep his treasure the light in your vessel. Na yatera saze wecho bugaga eche chitangala chitereke muchibyacha. He that started a good work in you. Oye yatani ko mulimo mulunji mugwe. I say is able to accomplish. Ngambya asobolo gumaliriza. Hallelujah. Amen. How many believe that? He's able to accomplish. It's not your ability. Oh, oh, it's not about your ability. To throw away cigarettes. It's not about your ability to, 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 to throw away or stay away from drugs. It's not about your ability to overcome bodily lust and fornication. It's not even about your ability to throw away your trousers, sister, or your indecent dressing. Am I speaking to someone in here tonight? It's not about your ability to overcome that heal all that mountain that is before you. But I want to say it's about the power of the light. The word in you. This is why we as believers must sit in the presence of the word. We must live in the presence of the king. We must walk in the light as he is in the light and then we will become the light itself. We will become vessels in his hands for his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is not going to rupture a sinful church. He is going to rupture a holy church. He is not going to rupture a church that, you know, that comes on the stage and begins throwing up their naked legs. That, and they call it worship. Half naked. And the young men come in the church seeking for God. They go out very, very lustful and very. And you came in church. God is not going to rupture a church like that. The Bible says He's going to rupture a church that is without spot or without wrinkle. It's not about you to do it. It is Him who is going to accomplish. You know, many times we as believers think it is within ourselves to do it. No, it's em, not about us. God just wants us to sit under the presence. He wants us to be in his presence. And then watch things happening. I said watch things happening. Praise the name of the Lord. I'd like us to observe a perfect example. Judges chapter 6 verse 1. Praise the name of the Lord. And in the judges here, we we're going to look at the life of one Gideon. Gideon. And we are going to begin from verse 1. And the children of Israel 
did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of Israel, uh, sorry, and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. Till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither, the sh neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for, mul for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Judges chapter 6, from verse, read from verse 1. Nebacola, Naba Medici, Naba Nabenjuba, Nabo Bayam Bukirangako, Nebasisira Ewawe, Nebazikiriza Ebibarabietaka, Okutusa Botuka Egaza, So Tebareka Chakuria Muisiraidi, Newankuba Dendiga, Newankuba Dente, Newankuba Dendogoi, Kubanga Bayam Bukira, Uamunentezawe, Newema Zawe, Bayingiranga Ngenzige, Okuba Abanji. Bo era nengamira zawe tebiaba lika nebayingira monsi okujizi kiriza. Yisirairi na jeze wanyo oruwa midiani. Habana ba yisirairi nebakabirira mukama. Praise the name of the Lord. So here we see that Israel loses everything to Midian. Wanatula banti haba midiani batu alabuli chimu. And sometimes the Lord lets such things happen because of what you have done. You know, before you became a believer, you know, God would let things happen and he would, he would let it go the way it has been going. And sometimes he would prosper, no problem. But I want you to see a secret here. That Israel prospered until they left the Lord. And when the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, the Lord delivered them into the hands. Listen to me. When you are a believer, there are things you are not supposed to do. 
There are places you are not supposed to go. There are lifestyles you are not supposed to live anymore. And if you decided to do it, that God would let certain things happen to you to punish you. Why? Because when you believed, the moment you believed, some, oh hallelujah, something supernatural started to take place in your life. There is a light that much of God that came in your soul from the moment you believe. Now, whatever you do because of unbelief, whatever you do because of iniquity or disobedience, it will cost you. Did you know that? Because you have a covenant with God. You are no longer of yourself. You took a vow. You are a child of God. You are a seed of God. You are royal. Royal priesthood. You are kings and priests. You are not of the world. Did you know all this? This is what you become. Now, when you decide to go the other way, like Israel, God will allow certain things to happen to you. Now, do not misunderstand me. You may never be lost. No, no, you may never be lost. But you will suffer things that you may not have suffered otherwise. How many understand that? So, what God tries to do, He lets let the devil touch you because of your foolishness. That's why we as believers we ought to live above the rest. We, we ought, our righteousness ought to be better than that of the Pharisees. The Pharisees are the religious people. The Pharisees are those who claim to be Christians. But when they are indeed not Christians. When the hypocrites. So he expects our righteousness, those who believe the message of the hour, to be better than that of the religious men. God is not looking for religious people, women and men. God is looking for people who believe in a real God and see the real power of God moving. Hallelujah! God is looking for real people. These days, nothing is real. If you want to understand what type of what a type a church is, look at the women in the church. How they dress and how they behave. They will tell you what what type that what type of church that church is. 
Look at the girls. How they behave. It will tell you what type of church it is. What type of word they preach. You don't need to look farther. If you want to know a man. Look at the woman he married. If he married a chorus girl. You know. Like that. That. No, he may be called a powerful man of God. But if he married a painted face Jezebel. He can never be holier than her. Because the woman is the character of the man. The woman is the manifestation of the character of the man. That's why Jesus says he is not going to marry a prostitute. He is not going to marry any woman. But do you know the kind of woman Jesus is going to marry? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He is going to marry a virtuous bride. He's not even going to marry one who has committed fornication. He's going to marry a virgin. Virtuous bride. Perfect. Without sport. Amina. Hallelujah. Amina. He doesn't want to be no Ivalevalave. That she went and changed her color. And she changed her soul. You know when you make up your the skin dies. Now when the skin dies, and then you get pimples, some of those pimples don't go. Others even go for operation. When the skin is already tired, now Jesus is not going to marry Jesus says he's not going to marry He's going to marry a woman without pimples. The one without wrinkles. Yes, sir. That is our Jesus. And those are spiritual. He means he's not going to marry a church. He's not going to marry a church that has pimples. Spiritual pimples. When they have left the world, when they have all made up themselves with worldly things, with worldly doctrines, instead of taking God's word, the woman shows the character of the nation. If you want to, if you go into a new country and you want to know the spiritual status of that country, look at the women. I remember when I landed in a when I came out of the aircraft. <laughs> and uh, and uh, in the aircraft it was fair because there were many Africans in there. And people were pretty dressed up and covered up. So as I'm telling you the truth. As I reached on Guangzhou Airport. When Airport. And I, I stepped my first foot outside. On the streets. Kungudo. Brethren. Aburuganda. I almost covered my eyes. Kate. Mbike kumaso. Because I was feeling ashamed. You know, here in Africa, we still have a lot of decency. But many countries are gone. 
Yeah, you, you host brethren from, from Europe or from America and they will see someone dressing a skirt uh, or, 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 or a dress and they will ask you, is that a believer? Here we host believers from Europe. And when they see a, someone walking on the streets with a dress or a skirt on, they, they will ask you, brother, is that a believer? Is she a member of your church? And you will look at it and say, no, no, no. But she's not even a believer. But here we still have some distance. That's why our presidents have refused some things. Not only in, in Uganda, but also most African countries. They have refused some immoral things. Why? Because we still have some distance as a country. As a nation. Listen. Here we now see that when I reached there, I almost covered my eyes. And for a while I was walking down. Looking down. And my brother asked me. You will hit your leg on something. Why are you looking down? Are you sick? I said no I'm fine. I'm fine. I tried to look up. But wherever you look. People are dressed in bikinis. Well, maybe because it was hot. Yes, it was very hot there. But that was not right. They're, they're half naked. And they're walking. But me, I feel like And after a while, I was used there. It's alright. I can see now. And that's how it is. The Bible says when iniquity shall abound. The love of men shall wax cold. Women have wear the trousers. They have wear the trousers. And they wear trousers. Until they even wear it on the pulpit. And in the church. Until trousers become fine. Was it so from the beginning? The Bible says it is an abomination for a woman or a man to dress otherwise. You see? And I was saying that you will know the character of the church by the women. And I can, as much I can talk about that, but let me keep with the thought. And so it was when Israel had sown, you know, they, they, they had sinned so far away from God. They sinned and sinned. And sinned. They disobeyed God. They misbehaved. And because of that, God said, let the Midianites work on you. Whatever they would sow, the Midianites would wait. These people would prune it. They would weed it. They would water it. And then, 
The Midianites would send their messengers. Is our wheat ready? Yes. It's harvest time. And they said, let's go, boys. And they would go and harvest. And maybe you may be here also. And whatever you sow, others harvest. This could be the problem. And so what did they do? They cried unto the Lord. And it came to They were all sinners. Israel, Israel, they had all sinned. They were good for nothing. Let us read 7 to 9. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you out up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. And verse 10, And I said unto you, I, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Munyumba yobuddu era nabawonya mu mukono gwaba misiri ne mu mukono gwabo bonna ababa joganga nemba goba mu masoga mmwe nemba wa ensi yabwe nemba gamanti nzendi mukama katonda wa mmwe temutyanga bakatonda ba muri bemutunulira mu nsi yabwe naye temuwulide dobozirya that, that last word there you have not heard my voice this prophecy was not new. It was a prophecy that was already given in the past time, in the past, but they did not hear. But you see, two things I want you to see here. Whenever the children of God cries to the Lord, God always speaks to them. Whenever you cry to the Lord, God always speaks back to you. He sent a prophet, but the people have not always obeyed the voice. And I want to declare, God has sent us a prophet in this age. Do you believe it? And he keeps speaking to us through his word by his gifts and the fivefold ministry because God is a living God. We cannot say he sent prophets. And he sent us a prophet. Full stop. If God stopped working with brother William Branham. No longer living. But the Bible tells me. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. What he did then he can do now. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a living God. Whenever we call upon him. You remember what we shared on on Wednesday. Whenever we call upon him God speaks. 
How many believe that? How many believe in prophecy? How many believe in signs and wonders? How many believe in the power of God? God works. Miracles are real. Wonders are real. And God is still making them. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some people who say that those things are the things of the past. God still does miracles today. Forget about what they show you on the TV. God doesn't do miracles to, sh to, to showcase them. You remember Jesus used to do miracles and he would tell them, go and tell no man. He doesn't do it to showcase. If he wants people to know, then there is a reason. He, he, he did the miracles. You know, you remember when, 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 uh, when uh, John sent his disciples to go and, and ask and when he did the miracles he told them go and tell John what you have seen and heard he had a purpose he had a purpose praise the name of the Lord so God still does miracles I'd like you to put that on your lips and tell your neighbor God still does miracles. Angels still appear. Signs are still shown. Maybe there is something so hard in your life, brother. God still does miracles. I don't care how hard it is. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, I'm preaching to you today. God still does miracles. Do you believe in angels? Angels still appear. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe God can change you from nothing to something? God still does that. Yes, you may feel like a sinner. You may feel like just a pot of clay. But within you there is nothing good. But I want you to, I want to tell you today, brother, sister. Amen, and I tell you this in the name of the Lord. God is about to do a miracle in your life. He is about to move. He is about to start working. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We may be here as a small church. We are trying to gather little nickels to collect land, money for our land. We don't know how. We don't know when. But we are trying. Do you believe in miracles? God can give us a brand new land. Hallelujah. Amen. Without even begging. God is able to do that. There is no white man is going to do it for us. There is no one going to do it for us. God will do a miracle. And God will take his glory. How many believe that? In the same, same way, you will do miracles in your life. Maybe you don't have money for your tuition. Maybe you have no money for your rent. Maybe you have no money for your food. God is able to do a miracle for you.
Hallelujah. Amen. It's not what you feel you can the do. It's not what you see you can do. It is what you believe you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. And I wanted to see the moment the prophet prophesied. Hallelujah. In Judges 6 verse 11 now. And he says, and there came an angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe in angels? I feel like asking my neighbor, do you believe in angels? I do believe in angels. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask that man, do you believe in angels? Hallelujah. Amen. Angels are real. Just like God is real. Sometimes angels come wearing body. Body. Flesh and blood. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey. That's what the Bible says. Do not forsake entertaining strangers. Some of them are angels to you. Amen. Maybe someone has done something for you. Maybe God has given you favor before somebody. And you can't even understand. But I want to tell you, God may be an angel from the Lord. Because angels are real. And angels do real things. One day Abraham received the angels. He even gave them food. They even ate together. And they talked together. Hallelujah. He did not know. He was entertaining angels. And hear this. One of them. Was God himself. Hallelujah. The third one. Was God himself. And the two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah. To destroy it. But before they went to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. They went to Abraham's house first. Hallelujah. Amen. And here was the angel of the Lord remaining with Abraham. Melchizedek. Who was it? It was God himself. And he was discussing with Abraham. And Abraham said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't destroy. He said, if there, this, if there is this number, I will not destroy. He said, please. And there was a delay in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know God can delay to destroy the modern day Sodom and Gomorrah? Because of you. Because of you. Hallelujah. Amen. When I hear what Russia is saying. When I hear what Russia is saying, and what America is saying, uh, president, the president of, of America has spoken Armageddon for the first time in hundreds of years. No president of America in hundreds of years has spoken about Armageddon. You know what Armageddon is? Armageddon is the third world war. It's going to be a war with nuclear powers. 
it's gonna destroy the whole world. But guess what? Armageddon will not happen now. Do you know why? You don't even need to go and study psychology. psychology. Or study the politics of the world. If you know this message, you know it all. Armageddon will not happen now. Let me tell you why. Because you are still here. Hallelujah. Amen. The tribulation happens before Armageddon. And the tribulation will not find me here. Amen. I will be gone in the twinkling of an eye. Oh, glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Angels are real. Angels appear. And here there was one brother. One of the sinners of Israel. They were all sinners. God was not happy with them. And this guy was a very fearful one. And his name was Gideon. Very fearful. Very shy. He was hiding himself somewhere. Trying to thresh the, the wheat or whatever. The Bible says he was seated. Rather he was, uh, Gideon was threshing the wheat by the wine press. Because he was hiding from the Midianites. But let me tell you what, brother. An angel came to him. And I tell you in your sin. Right, right where you are as that jar of clay. When you feel you are empty. You are good for nothing. You cannot be used by God. There is nothing good about you. You are fearful. You are shy. There is going to come an, one day when an angel will come to you. And that day might as well be now. And when the angel came, Hallelujah. Amen. You know what he did? He sat under the oak tree. He sat under the oak tree. Hallelujah. Amen. And he started a conversation with Gideon. Glory. Gideon was literally scared. Gideon And he was hiding. He was hiding. He knew that there was nothing good in himself. But this treasure. This treasure. And an angel of the Lord appeared unto him. And said unto him. The Lord. Is with thee. Amen. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Thou mighty man of valor. What? Chichi. A fearful, shy, hiding, good for nothing man. Sinful, sinful. And the angel of the Lord. He's coming to where he is. And the first thing he told him. The Lord is with you. And the second thing he told him, the mighty man of valor. 
I believe. Nzikiriza. I am standing in holy ground. And I believe I'm speaking in the name of the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe what is going on now is the word of sure word of prophecy. And I'm on right ground to speak this. And to tell you. Magambe. And I mean you who is hearing this. The Lord is with you. I don't care about how messed up your life is. I hear someone saying even me. Yes you. The Lord is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. And he's saying that mighty woman man of valor. I said the Lord is with you. Oh my I don't know how Gideon felt. By Gideon I believe was paralyzed. He might not have shouted. He was shocked. Gideon felt weak, sluggish and defeated. Gideon He did not see anything good in himself. He knew he was feeble. He knew he was sinful. He was slack and knew that others knew this too. But God said, Thou mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. There is an army rising up. There is an army rising up. It's not great. Because they know a lot. It's not great. Because they are experienced. Fighters. But it's great. Because they have a mighty God. They are jars of clay. Hallelujah. Amen. But it is great. Because there is this light in me. There is this light in me. I am very weak. I am very sluggish. I am good for nothing. But there is this light in me. In my earthly That is the power. Oh, oh, oh. Hallelujah. That shakes all hell. I want to get two or three that are going to shake hell. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Those that are going to shake hell with their amen. Amen. That are going to shake hell as they walk in the world. When the light of Jesus has come into their hearts, let me tell you, you may say, I don't have that light. As you're hearing, as you're hearing now, that light it is shining. It is striking on you now. Hallelujah. Amen. Others say that miracles are going to hit them. But I'm telling you. Light is striking you. Light is striking you brother. The light is striking you. The light is striking you. The light is striking you brother. Not tomorrow, right now. You may not feel it. No, it's a light. You don't feel it. But I tell you, it is striking you now. Hallelujah. 
And when it strikes you, something is happening on the inside that is changing your, your mind, your, 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 uh, I don't know how to call it, your, your Adamic nature. Or your Adam, so, as, they, as, as it were. Praise the name of the Lord. If only you do not resist this light. You would know that you are mightier than you know. Amen. Amen. If you don't resist this light. Oh glory. It's no longer me talking to you brother. It's the Holy Ghost speaking to you. If you don't resist this light. You would know. You are mightier than you know. You are mightier than you know. You are a mighty man of earth. You don't say it. You are a mighty woman of earth. You don't say it. But God has said it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Come on, rejoice, child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And we have read this quote many times. Where in the, in the church age book, Brother Banam says, Now remember this church. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. Rise up and walk. Silver and gold I have none but What is that? The light in them was making people walk Receive your sight What was that? It was not them The apostles in the book of Acts Were not themselves doing It was Christ in the book of Acts This is not the acts of the apostles This is the acts of the Holy Ghost in the apostles But the book of Revelation shows How that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church And defile it And make it look formal and powerless Listen, church. Here at Days of the Voice Fellowship, my desire is that we kick this spirit out. We kick it out. Don't keep it, brother. Kick it out. This spirit that would want to make you lukewarm. Not spiritual, not carnal. Even when you come to church, you are just there. You are lukewarm. Even the song that's struggling with you. Let us sing. And it feels so heavy. Oh, brother, I'm so heavy. Even my mouth cannot sing today. Even I feel I'm off key. Uh, let me just keep quiet. Let me just dance and clap. Lukewarm. Let us kick that spirit out of days of the fellowship. The devil wants to defile us. The devil wants us to be just a formal church. Let me tell you in the oh 
God help us. Many people who claim to believe the message. They have become Baptists. Very formal. No one can even say amen. When one is touched, and they say hallelujah. hallelujah. Others are like, What's happening? And you're sitting someone who is on fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And others would say, One day in a meeting, Brother Banham was preaching. And one sister was like, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And there was a man who was really offended. And he told Brother Branham, Brother Branham, you really preached a nice sermon today. But I was just beginning to enjoy. And then this man or this woman who hollered, she really messed it up for me. I got nothing out of the meeting. And Brother Branham said, well, if she doesn't do that, I can't preach. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you, church. If you can't shout, holler, clap your hands, dance, and jump, I can't preach. At this church, we have liberty and freedom to worship the Lord. Worship the Lord while standing. Worship the Lord while sitting. Worship the Lord while dancing. Worship Him clapping your hands. Worship Him shouting. Worship Him dancing. You have liberty to worship the Lord. The Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But you see, the devil wants to make the church formal and powerless. No, no gifts of the spirit. No gifts of the spirit. This is what the church has become. Even people playing instruments. They have to be paid money. Even singers. They go around being hearings. You know, they hire them here, they hire them there, they hire them there. Bapangiseri, ne baba pangiseri, ne baba pangis. Powerless. Just floating everywhere. Gifts for sale. Even preachers are just moving around. Gifts for sale. But let me tell you the true message church. The true believers be a church. They will do something to worship the Lord. For the sake of worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your gift. You will use it for the Lord. Amen. That's the church on fire. And he says, if you know who you are, it exposes Satan. Revealing his works. And he says, what are, the, what are the works of Satan? The attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. That's what the devil wants to do. To discredit the word of God. And, and then cast it into the lake of fire. He fights that. He cannot stand it. He cannot stand this light of the world. He knows. Oh, are you listening, Gideon? 
He knows that if the people he knows that if days of the voice fellowship get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for she knows that, that she can do the greater works and that she will be an invisible army. Amen. <laughs> That's what the angel came to do. To tell Gideon. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I was just sitting there. And Gideon was trying to hide there. Just trying to, to do the witch the machine and, and the angel sat also. By the way, Gideon, Gideon, do you know that the Lord is with you? First of all, Gideon do not believe that. Yeah, he did not believe that. God is with me. I am hiding. Our church is very formal. No power. Ah, no. <laughs> I, I know I have read. If God is with me, I know how he can, what he can do. And you are telling me God is with me. <laughs> and he said, no. I don't believe it. And then the angel added more. He said, God is not only with you. But you are a mighty man of valor. You believe that? You are a mighty man of valor. I'm a mighty man of valor. And the angel was just there. You are a mighty man of valor. <laughs> If I tell you you are a mighty man of God right now, I, I don't know what you would say. It's not what you feel or you think you are. It is what this light has made you. And in this church, there are many preachers going to come out of here. And some of you who feel that you can never even amount to anything, some of you may end up being great men and women of God. And I'm not saying you might. I'm saying you are. Hallelujah. Just catch the revelation. You will be an invisible army. And you will finish that quote in your own time. My time is going. My time is rushing. Now look here. And Gideon said unto him. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> if the Lord be with us. Did you hear those words? Did the man say that the Lord is with me? <laughs> Because the angel told him the Lord is with you. And for him he said if the Lord be with us. He didn't even make it personal. 
Because he was seeing the condition in the church. We are all dead. Slothful. Powerless. Formal. So if God be with us. Why then is all this befalling us? Until you get tired of your situation. And you ask such questions. You may never change. If surely God is with me. Why this, 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 this. And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Did not the Lord bring us out of from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. And delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. This boy knew his God. But he was seeing something is missing. There is a secret I want to give you. Before God comes to you. And now some of you are going to receive a reason to why God chose you. If God comes to you. It's because you always desired him. Because there is a part in you. That always desired for his presence. It might have been that small. But it was there. That part that desired God and was seeking for something great. That could be a solution. But you do not know how to do it. You are just confused. You are just there. Downtrodden. Downcast. Disappointed. And so when the angel come and speak to you, Hallelujah. Amen. Gideon said, if God be with us, why all is all this happening to us? Why am I even hiding? If God be with us, why are we poor? If God be with us, why are things happening this way? Why are we, why are we beggars? Why are they stealing everything from us? If God be with us, where are the miracles? Where is his power. I want to see him. I want to feel him. I want to experience him. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have that hunger in your soul, you are going to see him. Hallelujah. Amen. There is nobody in the scripture who has ever had a hunger for God. A hunger for the power of God. And they never experienced it. Do you want it? You will see it. Do you want to see it? You will see it. Do you want to experience it? You will experience it. Are you tired of your poverty? Hallelujah. Amen. You will experience his true riches. Are you tired of your situation? Are you tired of your sins? You are going to experience a greater light. If your heart is hungering, that means there is a greater something somewhere. If you are hungering to serve God, <laughs> it may be small like that. But brother, I 
is a vindication that you are a mighty man of God. God is going to use you in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Some are receiving it as a prophecy. And if you receive it, it's going to happen. And I'm not just shouting. I'm speaking the real counsel of the word of God. And in the next service, I will go a little deeper for you. And you will see how God used Gideon. And you will see how God demonstrated to Gideon that he is just a picture of clay. But then out of that pot of clay, a great light was going to shine. And you will see how God demonstrated to him it's not by your power, it's not by your might, it's by my spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I have a few quotes here. Small quotes. That speak on the miracles and the power of God. And I want to finish with those. He says in the message, believers, thou this. I believe in miracles and signs in the power of God, in the power of the gospel of Christ. Is there somebody else who believes in that? And I love him with all my heart. And I know he is real. If the whole world goes and doubts, I, it doesn't put a doubt in my mind. I believe it with all my heart. The others could doubt. They can gossip about me. They can say what they want to say. They can call me a holy roller. They can call me anything they want to call me. They can doubt. They can gossip about me. They can say what they want to say. They can call me a holy roller. They can call me anything they want to call me. They can call me foolish. They can call me crazy. But I believe in miracles, signs, and the power of God. I believe God can change my situation. And in the message, divine healing. Now here is the Sadducees. Which don't believe. A real picture of churches today. That don't believe in the supernatural. They just couldn't. Uh, believe it. Now remember, remember. There is a people today that don't believe it. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit and governing the church. They don't believe that the Holy Ghost governs the church. You know, Brother Branham says in the church age book, sometimes he worried too much. That the church has made program repress the Holy Spirit leadership. You understand? Program must never outright the Holy Ghost. You understand? That's why if a preacher is supposed to preach for 30 minutes and he goes for one hour and you all who are spiritual are designing that the Holy Spirit is moving. The deacons don't stop him. Let God work. Let go. If someone is supposed to sing for one minute, 
And they sang over. But the Holy Ghost was moving. Let it go. But if it's out of order. When is it out of order? When it is not bringing down the moving of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost is not there. Even if it is in order, it is out of order. We are supposed to have song reading for one hour. For minutes. And, and you do it exactly that time. And the Holy Ghost is not moving. It's out of order. If I'm supposed to preach for 30 minutes. And I preach exactly for 30 minutes. But the Holy Ghost did not move in your soul. It's out of order. What is in order. Is when the Holy Ghost is moving. Do we believe that church? And. I told you of a, of a brother who sang a song in a church. And, and he, he went crazy. You know, and uh, you know, there's these songs we sing. In our local language, especially. Brother, can you give me one of them? Come up here, come up here. All right. I want you to sing for me a Karamojong song of jumping. Don't go out of order. No, I'm I'm sorry. Alleluia. Emambore piyora. Kujunya mamwe mamkere. Emambore piyora. Kuju. Alleluia. Emambore piyora. Kuju vitanda ilo unyo. Emambore piyori yesu. Alleluia. Emambore piyora. Kujunya mamwe mamkere. Emambore. Mama, 
the spirit. You will sing next Sunday. And it took everybody out of the spirit. But here is what I love about the message of That we are not, our churches are not run by program. Do we believe in program? We do. What is our program? Find it right in the church order. Church order. Brother Branham said everything. That is program. Brother, that's program. But here, he then comes and says that they have replaced the spirit of uh, the, the, the leadership of the spirit of God and replaced it by program. In there, he says, Let's sing one or two songs. And then we invite the pastor. Brother Martin, God bless you for the song leading. How many songs do you sing? You don't even remember. According to that program, you are out of order. But was he out of order? You understand? Brother Branham says, It's not program. It's the program of the Holy Ghost that we need. Some people get old man. How can he preach for one hour and a half? It's not about program. It's program of the church says from one, from 12 to one. Why did he go overboard? And can you also answer why Jesus went out of his program and died on the cross? And he came down and died for us sinners. He came down and visited Gideon. He went out of his program and incorporated Gideon into his program. And he has gone out of his program and he has come down here today to incorporate you, you, every one of us into his program. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. May we be a people who believe in the program of the Holy Ghost. Is that right? Do we believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me finish these other quotes as I promised you. He says, he says these Sadducees, they don't believe in the Holy Ghost leader leading the, the governing the church. They don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in signs. They don't believe in the supernatural. They just can't believe it. Now that spirit is not nothing new. See, they don't believe in the, in the, in the leadership of God and in the miracles. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. If, if the brother, brother, can you play for me a very good worship? And I'm worshiping. I'm singing a very beautiful worship. Open the flower gates of heaven. 
Let it rain. And everybody's worshiping. Everybody's worshiping. The presence of God is here. And we are worshiping. And we are all in the spirit of singing. Let it rain. Let it rain. And while we are worshiping, that sins someone busts out in darkness. And the person with the microphone also increases. Open up. We are already out of order. You understand? If the Holy Spirit has shifted and has moved from the from the uh, song leader or whatever it is, or the preacher, you go to somebody else. <laughs> then how you ought to and listen to what the Spirit is saying. Is that right? And, and, and the brother who is playing, the, that's why the people who, who are playing these instruments must be Holy Ghost filled. By the way, you brothers, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you must seek the Holy Ghost. Brother, I'm speaking to you and you're also preaching to somebody else. I'm saying if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you must seek the Holy Ghost. You cannot be playing instruments without the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. This is what the word says. Because without it, we will defeat the very thing we are trying to do. It's not me speaking to you. It's the Holy Spirit. Because if this brother is not in the spirit and is playing that piano, he will not sense what God is doing here. You understand? And maybe there's somebody suffering and God wanted to tell them something and it's going to take them out of their trouble. And it the Lord. That one must sense And this one, it's, it must all be connected. You understand that? That's the Holy Ghost taking control of the service. That's what we need in this church. We need him to take control of the service. Whereby everything is connected. We are all looped together. I told you there was a one day Brother Branham was singing. The great physician now is near by the play that. Oh, yo, um, so, um, the great physician um, so, um, now is near. The singing. She, 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 she wasn't playing as this brother's playing. Now. And I'm not saying it's not, it's not in the spirit, but the sister was in the spirit. And she was playing and she was in the spirit. And playing, and her eyes were even closed. Brother, sister, if you can't play when your eyes are closed and you are worshiping, you are not playing, you are just wasting our time. You must be in the spirit. Or you better more. Whatever we do, we must be in the spirit. Because we believe in miracles, we believe in the power of God. If I can't preach in the spirit, then I shouldn't preach. 
and the sister was playing and according to us she went out of order and she left the piano did you hear that because she went in the spirit she played and played and played and she played away herself into the spirit and she continued to play but in the spirit and she left the piano guess what the piano continued playing by the way that's the reality it happened so tell me who was playing the piano Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We want pianists who will not play but who will allow the Holy Ghost to play. We want guitarists who will let the Holy Ghost do it. We want preachers who will not preach who will let the Holy Ghost play. Hallelujah. That's what we need in the church. That's what we need in our lives. Let me tell you, if we don't have that, we are dead and formal. We are just like the rest of them. What makes us different is the real, genuine, Holy Ghost Spirit of God. And I'm sorry, you may not agree with me, but I'm telling you, these are not my words. The Pharisees don't believe. They don't believe in the supernatural. Someone comes to sing a special song. Come sing a special song. Well, of course, it's his special song. No. We don't want people to come here for a show. We are tired and sick. Of that. Let me go and show them. I know English. Let me go and show them. I can sing. And I can move the mountain. Don't, don't, don't come. We would rather not have a special song. Than have songs. Field of self. Field of yourself. Who are you? Just a pot of clay. Nothing. The only thing that can make a difference is the light. When the light comes in, then you are going to sing a song and the Holy Ghost will flow. And when it flows, your people are not going to say this song. You are not going to wait for the song to tell you. I don't care who you are or where you are sitting in the church. You will stand up. You will worship together with 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 a special singer or with a song leader a song leader doesn't come here to sing for us. He comes to lead us into worship. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And then these things, if we take and heed them, God is preparing us for something greater in this fellowship. 
Let me tell you, that's what it is. God is preparing our minds for something great to happen. Let's let a sister here come and sing a song. Filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you know what? If you've not prayed, if you've not waited upon the Lord, don't even come to sing. Please save us the trouble. Save us the trouble. Pray, be prayed up. Be in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care how much you practice. It's a part of it. But be in the spirit. And then when you come to sing. Oh my goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone is there hurting or, or whatever it is. Watch the Holy Ghost release that. Somebody stand up. And worship until What is that? Now, if the Holy Ghost is doing that, and the sister goes a little more, me as a pastor, or the brothers as a deacon, or whoever it is, should not stop that yet. We should be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Let the Holy Ghost finish His work that He's doing. And I wrap it up with this last quote. It says, There is some people of today that do not believe in miracles. They say they just can't believe that there is such a thing as miracles. In this modern age. Well, I don't mean to say anything bad about that person. But they are spiritually numb. Imagine. They are numb spiritually. They are blind. Spiritually Excuse me. They have no spiritual sight. Or spiritual feelings. Did you hear that? Brother Enoch, did you hear that? Spiritual sight. Spiritual feelings. May God help us. Oh, Katunda Tuyambe. To have spiritual sight. And spiritual feeling. Then we will know who we are. We will know what is in us. And we will begin to yield ourselves. And let the light shine. Let us stand and sing. Open the floodgates. Oh, you know, sometimes I'm at home, sometimes in the church, sometimes somewhere. But I love those moments where you worship yourself away. Sometimes I can worship for more than one hour. And you know, during that time, great things are happening. Just... We are not spiritually blind. We want to feel his presence. And if you maybe been condemned of something, just understand you are just a jar of clay. Tell the Lord, Lord, mold me. Feel me.
open the floodgates of heaven let the Holy Ghost reign in my soul tonight. and if there is something not good in me Lord take it away let the spirit of God congeal within me so let's just have a few moments of worship and then we shall close